0: Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.
1: Hello, and welcome to episode number twenty eight of the TTM Sports Show. In this edition of this month's Boxing Monthly, we are joined by our regular boxing guru David Hancock from the popular YouTube channel, I am Average Dave. We break down the Anthony Joshua and Tyson Fury megafight fallout, with Deontay Wilder now given a chance to gatecrash the undisputed scene. Alexander Usyk is now all of a sudden a major player in the party, with the WBO ordering a world title mandatory fight with AJ. We also talk about Britain's newest, undisputed champion of the world in Josh Taylor. Is he getting the respect that he deserves? All this and much, much more on the TTM Sports Show.
0: Welcome to the TTM Sports Show. My name is James Hansel.
1: And my name is James Harrison. And
0: we're here for the Boxing Monthly. And as always, we're joined by... Boxing expert, David Hancock.
2: Dave, how are you doing? I'm doing fine. Thank you for having me again.
0: You're very welcome. And also, many happy returns, David. A big birthday for you yesterday.
2: Yes. Less how old are you, that, David?
1: Uh, oh, no, let's talk more about it. TTM's uh... <laughs> boxing analyst uh, and, and expert, David Hancock, recently turned 44. I didn't turn forty four <laughs> you you I'm forty, <laughs> but anyway, I
2: don't look it. So I'm. You don't look about. it. You don't. You don't look it. You look fifty. But um,
0: moving on. So bit to go through after the last uh, the last show, boys. Um, we talked heavily about the deep analytics of the AJ Fury fight, the ins and outs, the ups and downs, what was going to happen, uh, and we might as well screwed it all up, put it in the bin, and deleted it after that because three hours after it was released shockwaves through the boxing world David what's going on
2: uh well I did that lovely podcast with you both and I wake up at half past two in the morning to find out that it's all over and the arbitration has been successful and Fury and Wilder must fight each other and it must be and it's got to be sorted out soon
0: and then we also we had the bomb show after that as well uh, very shortly after the WBA ordering the, the mandatory challenge of Usyk. So, again, the, path, the paths have gone different directions. The stars have not aligned. We're not going to get this fight, are we?
2: Well, I don't think we are going to get this fight. I don't think we are going to get this fight, to be honest. I think there's too much politics involved.
0: Now, I spoke at, at, at length last time we, we were on about the greed about about the arrogance. James, you feel very passionately about this in the opposite direction to me. Again, if you're match rooms, if you're ready, Hearn, why not doing your due diligence? Why are you not anticipating that this, this could have happened? How could this situation have slipped through
1: the net? Well, slipping through the net's one thing, but it's like having a fish in your hand on a cold Sunday morning that you've caught, you've got it, you're about to net it and it's wiggled out of your hands and into the abyss. Eddie Hearn at the moment um, will be feeling massive, massive, massive hurt, uh, in my personal opinion, just looking at his interviews on IFL TV. It's not really did Matron do their due diligence. It's more of the case of what did Frank Warren do? What did Bob Arum do? What did MTK Global do? Throughout this whole entire process, it seems to me, that they didn't really do anything at all. Now, from, from my understanding, Eddie Hearn was speaking to these representatives and saying, is this going to be a problem? Is this arbitration going to be a problem? When you're dealing with Hall of Fame promoters like Bob Arum, and of course, Queensbury, Frank Warren, you would expect there to be a level of mutual professional trust. And if they can tell you that there is no problem in this, I can... Can completely understand that. I, I would I would take their word for it because they're deeply respected and and highly historically professional characters within the boxing game. Um, as far as I'm concerned, Eddie Hearn seems to have been the only one really doing anything at all to get this fight going. Um, the only way it's going to happen now is if uh, the WBO mandatory Alexander Usyk loses to Anthony Joshua, and Fury goes over to the United States of America to do a job on Deontay the Alabama slammer Wilder
0: yeah I mean uh, it's not it's not given is it the, these two fights are not a given kill. it's very easy to say yeah well Fury just knock out Wilder AJ just knock out Usyk and then we'll just get it on at the end of the year but it's, it's, it's not going to be that simple uh, for me um, Fury again we, we spoke last time we don't know what kind of shape he's in uh, you touched on it James you think there might be a, an issue there I saw an interview with um, with his father, uh, Peter, Peter Fury, John Fury. What's his name? John Fury. John,
2: John Fury. That's Big correct.
0: John. Big John. And he was sort of very disappointed about what was going on over in America. Obviously, John can't get over there due to um, uh, legal reasons. I think it is, isn't. He? he can't get over to America. So um, he he feels like Tyson's making a mistake being over there a lot of the time. Um, Paul was being poorly advised over there as well. Um I think that could have played a bit of a part in it as well. I think it's all got a bit out of control. Um, He needs to be back over here. He needs to be with people that you can trust, like his father and Tommy and the the rest of them. It's a mess, isn't it? It's a real mess. I
1: I think they're delusional. I think the team close to Deontay Wilder is absolutely delusional. Shelly Finkel, uh, most commonly called Shirley Finkel by Eddie Hearn, Lou DiBella with his finger in the pie, Al Heyman in the background. There's three players immediately, and that's before you look at the absolute spaghetti mess of the coaching setup. Um, Malik Scott, uh, you know, an ex top fifteen ranked heavyweight, is now training him. Seems more interested in his Instagram photos with his, uh, with his, uh, with his posse as it were but as far as I'm concerned these guys always want their finger in the pie I think they're that delusional they believe they're going to go and knock Tyson Fury out and propel themselves back up into the game the reality is is without Tyson Fury Deontay Wilder will be fighting and you know a a load more cab drivers
0: Dave Dave, you've proclaimed off air you're ready to go on a big round
1: talk to us about Deontay Wilder
2: let's have it Let's have it, there. Right. Um, my whole take of it is, I I, le- I heard the John Fury thing, and I think John Fury, and he can't stand. He's willing to say he agrees with the whole Eddie Hearn situation, that this is a complete load of crap. Chuck the WBC belt in the bin. Yeah. And let's get on with the Anthony Joshua fight. But the reality is, I don't think the fight. Although the fight is money, lots of money. I don't think realistically it's as big as an undisputed fight. And I think the massive issue that we've got is Wilder. I know you're slagging Wilder off, but what if, like he said, like I'm worried that Tyson is overlooking him. And I think he is. And I'm worried that there could be, and we know what he's like. I think Wilder's an awful fighter. He's got no footwork. He's terrible. But what if he hits him, knocks him? Yeah. And I think Usyk is a horrific fight. And I was like, oh my God. It was the fight that I I didn't want to happen before Fury because I, I just don't know if Anthony Joshua can beat Usyk. He's a nut job, is the only way I can describe him. And you've got the risk as well, which is coming up. I think the whole judge situation has all been done under the. I think there's been a bit of money slipped. Because the WBC, it's not good money for them um, if they've got a British WBC champion. They want an American champion, and this is their shot. And I think we've got a huge possibility that if Tyson wins, he will be called the franchise champion because apparently there's this is what I had an in interview earlier with Eddie Hearn, that there is a huge possibility that Tyson could become the franchise champion, which means Dillian White, would become the WBC champion and then Tyson can fight whoever he wants. And if that happens, the fight's going to be even more in the bin.
1: Mm.
2: You know, this is... The WBC is the belt that everybody wants, but they are the most ruthless cock-up of a company, organisation that I've ever seen. Like, they just... It's just, I just don't, and I, I'm just worried that Wilder could catch him this time. And although I think he's a garbage fighter, and despite, I know, the, I've had many a rants with Americans that they think he's great. He didn't fight anyone really till he fought for Oh, nobody him. knows
1: who he is, David. Eddie Hearn took to the streets of New York City when he's promoting Anthony Joshua, speaking to random people in the street. And this is one of the contexts taken from that video. Eddie Hearn to a passerby in New York. Hi, how are you? Hey, man, how are you? Do you know who Deontay Wilder is? Deon who? I think they know who he is now more,
2: though, thanks to Fury. I think they know. I think Fury has escalated him slightly. Just I think Fury's-
1: Fury just he goes in there and he knows. He, he, we know Deontay Wilder cannot fight backing up. We know that Deontay Wilder's best punch landed and detonated on Tyson Fury when Tyson Fury was grossly out of shape. He still couldn't beat him. Uh, He's got his number. There's times in life and times in football and in any sport when a team has just got another team's number. Or a tennis player, for instance, where you would always know that that Novak Djokovic, 9 times out of 10, would have Andy Murray's number. He's just got his number. And I think it's the same in, in the boxing world, too. Um, in terms of what you were saying about Usyk for AJ, I completely agree with you, David. Uh, 100%. It's a horrible, horrible fight. But. But. Tony Bellew boxed his brain off for four rounds until he gassed out and Usyk just took complete control and showed his class. Granted. Did he really dispose of Derek Chisora in the timely manner in which, uh, you know, an Anthony Joshua would? Did he dispose of him, how Vitaly Klitschko did when there was a prime Chisora? Did he dispose of him, how David Hay did, who was also a cruiserweight, when you had a prime Derek Chisora? I don't think he did. And uh, I truly believe that uh, I, I want to see this fight. And I think uh, Anthony Joshua can go and uh, genuinely knock this guy out. I think he can knock him clean out.
0: Is he? He's undefeated, Usyk, isn't he? Yeah, correct. I think he. I think it's a real weird. It's a weird fight. I, I look at Usyk and I don't. I just don't see a heavyweight.
1: I see a better version of Povetkin. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I can agree with
0: that. I just, I just think st- styles make fights. We all know that. I think it's it's an interesting fight from that perspective. That it's going to be a real clash of styles. But I just, I look at Usyk and I just, I just don't see a heavyweight. I think, I think Joshua steamrolls it. Mm.
1: Mm. The only bit for me is Usyk is a student of the game, uh, top class amateur. Let's not forget, he won gold medal, uh, you know, at the Olympics as a heavyweight. If he's clever enough, he can tactically land and detonate a check left hook, most notably drop in Joshua against Sandy Ruiz, staggering him against Dillian White, of course, the Fury right hand straight down the middle was a punch from the gods and delivered intentionally, although it may be, was a punch from the gods. If there's a boxer with an IQ out there, besides Fury, um, who could figure out a tactical way to catch Anthony Joshua in a position where he doesn't want to be in, Alexander Usyk's a man. The bit that comes from me is this. Anthony Joshua will have Robert McCracken in his corner for this fight. There were doubts um, over the Tyson Fury fight due to the Japan Olympic Games where we discussed last time on the pod, didn't we, that Robert yeah, yeah. is the elite Olympic Great Britain boxing coach. With a coach like that in his corner, and if he can maintain the distance and use his reach against Alexander Usyk, um you're right. I-, I think he can be knocked out. Or if I'm AJ um, and you want to protect your belts... Oh, you, you just box him on the outside and just it's the road to undisputed you get there by hook or by crook
0: yeah yeah no and no, i agree i i think i think i think the danger the danger fight of the two is is actually probably wilder fury that's the that that's the danger fight i I think um joshua usix i think it's a pretty much cut cut and shut I, I think he'll beat him fairly comfortably if not unanimous points decision he might even get the stoppage um I think a Wilder Fury fights so are a bit more of a
1: 50-50. Yeah, I think um, in terms of Wilder Fury, if you put that into football context and terms, you have got, a, a, let's argue, we say, who's the best team in world football at the moment, Manchester City, would be Tyson Fury. He's going up against someone who can really land a hurtful punch on you and take you out in a one-off game. Then, mm. They're going up against uh, an informed Liverpool. Whereas you look at Anthony Joshua who would be a well-oiled machine right now in somebody, let's say... Like a a, Bayern Munich. A Bayern Munich. You would have Alexander Usyk would be an Atletico Madrid or a Chelsea. On their day, Mm. a really tricky, real ball-ache of a team to play. So if you put it into football terms, they're two intriguing fights. And one in which I can't wait, Um, I think we may as well... You know, while we're online, is organise a stream. If David's not working, for instance, we can come round the tavern into this facility and and catch the fights on DAZN and, and ESPN respectively, and we can do a a live stream of the of the fights as well. I think that might be pretty cool.
0: Get
1: it on, get it on.
0: Um, I'm presuming as well that AJ will fight Usyk in the UK and uh, Fury will fight Wilder in the US.
1: Yeah, that's correct. Unless unless uh, fans are still... No, I mean, June the 21st, UK unlocks and uh, the crowd is steadily know. beginning. The Euros will be done by then as well. So you will find that, uh, it, you know, it may be a, a little bit of a reduced capacity at Wembley. If that's my, you know, in my case, what I'll do if I was Eddie Hearn, is stop thinking about the uh, the pound notes and get them into the O2 where you can fill it.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, that's a good shout. It's a good shout, or even the Millennium with a roof shut. Mm. Yeah, no, I agree. So, off the back of the heavyweight division, we're talking about the real top, top, top level of the heavyweight division, where all the belts are currently hanging around. A little bit of a level below that, we've got uh, the comeback this weekend of uh, our man James, uh friend of the show, Daniel Dubois. Now, he goes in against Bob Dan Dino in, what's that, the WWBA uh, belt? Yeah, the WWBA...
1: It's the WBA interim inter- belt. Yeah, so this is, uh, this is to gain a bona fide, legitimate world ranking.
0: Yeah. So I know you've got, I know you've got your thoughts on uh on Dubois, James, uh, which I'm no doubt you'll go into. But again, I, I'm, I tend to agree with you, James, that, that he's possibly being put in there with a guy that can probably really hurt him. You know, we we spoke to Denzel Bentley, and he was saying. About when when he fought Joe Joyce, you now he's going in there with a with a man, you know. This this is not bums like he fought up to this point. He's going in there with a real man, you know, being around the block kind of fighter. Um, in new very good amateur background. Um, he's only lost twice, you know. He, he no easy fight, no easy. It's going to be a good fight. Looking forward to that one
1: yeah i mean uh daniel dubois um i think um if you're joe joyce right now i'll be on the phone to Queensbury saying who is it that you promote do you promote both of us or do you just simply promote daniel dubois He's um I think he's been pushed far too quickly. Um I think as far as I'm concerned he goes into a fight against Joe Joyce, which at the time, when he made the fight, I even I thought, yeah, okay, fair enough. Good 50-50 fight. Joe Joyce was uh, he would have won that on points anyway. It was close at the time of the stoppage, but there was still another four or five rounds to go. He was starting to get beat to the punch. It looked like Joe Joyce as the fight wore on. Um, was landing the heavier shots. It's like he carried the more power. When he hit Dubois, it seemed to have an effect. Whereas when Dubois landed on Joe Joyce round three plus, um, it, it wasn't really having that. It wasn't really having that desired effect. I think if I'm Joe Joyce, um, Frank Warren will hit back and say, no doubt. Yeah, of course he was. Uh, he, he was the WBO uh, mandatory to face Usyk for that number one mandatory position and world title shot. But I think good promotion would have been this would be to say to Daniel Dubois, look, you've had anarchy in your training regime. You've had anarchy in terms of coaches. You're now on your third coach in three months. If it was me, I would have put the brakes on, get a couple of fights out the way first, and then said to Joe Joyce there's a position in the WBA if you're willing to give up that position with the WBO and assume uh, an interim champion of the WBA. I think we all know what Joe Joyce would have said to that. So I think there's been a bit of overlooking there and I think they might be pushing him a bit too quick. But that's my opinion.
0: Dave, what what, what are you thinking about Dubois?
2: I uh, (laughs) I just... I just don't see Daniel Dubois as anything special. That's not being anything rude, but Everybody saw Daniel Dubois, and you know, Queensby were seeing Daniel Dubois as the sort of new Anthony Joshua that they had had—big, muscular fighter, knocks people out—and then he got absolutely destroyed by Joe Joyce. Joe Joyce,
0: I wouldn't say he got
2: destroyed. Well, he he got enough he that got, he couldn't see anymore. It was a more of a it was more of a mentally
0: damaging than than physically. I know, obviously, there was the eye injury.
2: Uh, I,
0: I, I, People might say it differently I think he was up on the cards And I think he was very unlucky with the injury
2: And I just think They're all going on about Daniel Dubois But I'm not really bothered about Daniel Dubois <laughs> I don't pay any attention Until you guys said I didn't even know he was having a fight I knew he was having a fight But I didn't know it was even this weekend Because I don't care I'm interested about Joe Joyce and I think yeah. if they're not careful, Joe Joyce is going to end up going to match room where he can get a decent fight and someone who fights for him. Because how long has he been waiting? Can I fight Usyk? Can I not fight Usick? I'll just wait around while you figure out what's going on. Daniel Dubois, uh, the person he's fighting, I've looked at his record. I don't think it's that. I think it's an easy win for him. I think the guy's lost against Pulev. Uh, about four fights ago he lost against Gerard Miller uh, yeah, who, right. who, which I don't know how he took uh, Gerard Miller on because he's massively doping, uh, he still is doping from what I gather and was banned from a few organisations because he's taking drug- uh, certain drugs so I can't you know Dan Jabbar, I'll wake up on uh, uh, Sunday morning, you'll say he's won by knockout, it would be an amazing knockout I'm sure and then I still want to know where Joe Joyce is. Joe Joyce is, I think, a real upcomer, but no one seems to push him, really. Well, yeah, I, no,
0: I agree. I agree. I think Joe, that, that fight was, the Joe Joyce fight, was almost geared up as sort of like the next bump on the road for the for the Bois journey, and nobody really expected. I mean, people, the, the casual fan, didn't expect Joe Joyce to put on a performance that he did. Um and I think they've, yeah, like like you said, like you both said, they've missed a real trick there with not elevating Joe Joyce after that. The Usyk, but OK, he's been kind of waiting in the wings. I think there's probably a bit going on in the background. But I think right now is the time. He, he needs to fight. That guy needs to, he needs to get back out there. You know, he's not a young man, Joe Joyce. He's not, you know, 23 like Daniel Dubois. They need to get Joe Joyce out there. And, and it just goes to show they you're not that interested in Dubois, but you are interested in Joe Joyce are they aware of
2: what fans actually want on Queensbury, you know, but who knows? And I've got to say it's. I think I know, I know it's great to have two British heavyweights fighting each other, but I can't help but think it's a really stupid idea to have two, two up and coming fighters. One of them, when they were going to lose, it was going to, you know, usually a loss kind of buggers your career a little bit. And although yeah. I'm sure that Daniel Dubar will go on, have a few more fights or whatever, It's a really odd match. If I'm a promoter and I've got these two massive heavyweights, I don't really want them to fight until they've been massively established. They've both got maybe belts or something like that. But, you know, Frank Warren was willing for him to fight. And I know, you know, it's great that they wanted to fight each other. But, I mean, I didn't know going in when I remember it was on. It was hard to remember that um, Joe Joyce was Frank Warren's fighter you wouldn't have really known, because it was all very Daniel Dubois, knockout power, blah, blah. And I find Joe Joyce, in all fairness, I know he's a great fighter, but I do find him extremely boring. But Tyson Fury was extremely boring in the beginning, uh, a very, like, bo- boxed, didn't try to knock someone out of boxed. Yeah. And it's, that's the, how you begin, you know. Floyd Mayweather was a boxer, and I think Joe Joyce – could be a real danger if he's pushed in the right fights, but they're not really pushing him, are they? It's all about Daniel. No,
0: and Dubois uh, du is now training with Shane McGuigan so I don't know whether that hopefully that'll have a positive effect on him. I'm still rooting mm. for Dubois. I'm still heavily behind him. I'm a big fan. Uh, we've we've met him, James, haven't we? Um, lovely, lovely guy. He's somebody you want to see do well. So moving on, moving on, gentlemen. We've obviously had. Um, quite under the radar a little bit in terms of mainstream UK media attention. We've had an undisputed uh, world champion crown this weekend. Scottish-born, former Commonwealth gold medalist, Josh Taylor. Now light welterweight world, undisputed world champion now. Does he get the
1: credit he deserves? No. No, no. not at all. No,
2: no he no. doesn't. And if you didn't know, if I, I mean, I've not even seen the fight. It wasn't on any. You couldn't watch it.
0: Yeah, it, it, I, I had to watch How it. How did on that YouTube. happen? Oh, and I no one it. even knew. I know it, it, it's it's mad, but again, it comes down to the uh, the mainstream mainstream boxing promoters a bit like what you're saying with uh, Joe Joyce, David. You know, if you don't get promoted in this country by the one of the big two in the way that you should be, what you deserve. Nobody knows about yet, and it's so it's so wild because this is an undisputed champion. There are people talking about him as top ten pound for pound fighters in the world, and you can't disagree with it.
1: No, not at all. Um, you can't disagree with it whatsoever. I think uh, if he was, uh, if I was in Josh Taylor's shoes now, and you couldn't get the deal with Matt Room or Queensbury, I'll be picking up the phone, uh, the phone to uh, Callie and Nessie Sowland um to me in europe they're the third biggest promotional outlet um they allow their fighters to really go into match room shows of a unique deal there and also across the pond as well they have uh, a showtime connection as well um so in terms of that they promoted derek george's Ch- aura for a while uh they've promoted a few of our british fighters george groves and um, was also part of their stable as well um again with joe joyce um if, if i was him i'd be picking up the phone to to the to the Southland brothers and saying, Look, Promote me! These guys uh, don't really care about me. If you went to match room, you, you could be in the same situation. Just look at Diddy and um, White. In terms of Josh Taylor, uh, look at the lightweight scene. We were touching off off air. You've got Josh Taylor, okay. You've got Ryan Garcia, Javonta Davis, Tiafima Lopez, and now chuck into the mix Vasiliy Lomachenko. You also have in that as well Gonzalez, who is just beaten. Grey, who Warrington beat originally for the linear title, and also Luke Campbell. So in terms of that lightweight scene, it is unbelievably stacked. It's light back... it's like, like welterweight.
0: Is it light like, like, like welterweight, Josh Taylor? Yeah,
1: so. it, yeah. if you were to go back 10 years ago, we used to say the same about the welterweight scene, um, but mm. that seems to have gone quite cold recently, um, which is a shame because we never got the fights we wanted, i.e. Brooke Khan, um, Khan Mayweather. Um, I was really looking forward to that fight. Uh, Khan Pacquiao. Um, so that that division still it's still warm, but it it's not as hot as the division below. In terms of Josh Warrington, it all seems to have gone wrong. Believe it or not, to be crowned undisputed world champion, and he is undisputed. He gets to the airport, they lose his belts. Uh, he gets home. There's been no real press coverage. Nothing. And um, it's only within deep boxing circles like us and the listeners to this podcast um, that understand that he's actually a world-class talent, knocked down this guy in his own backyard twice. Um, I think it's an absolute shame that he's not promoted better, but surely those around him and those close to him, will tell you, he'll already know that. He'll already know that it wasn't really available to watch for the masses. You know, if that was on DAZN, we've all got the app, 199, looks set to continue to be 199 now for the foreseeable future. Get him on DAZN, go to Cali and Nisa Sowland, you know, be promoted by these guys.
0: Well, if, he was, if that was a matchroom fight, that was about to fight for the undisputed light welterweight championship of the world, In, I mean, let's be honest, it wouldn't have been in, in a ballroom in Las Vegas. It would have been in Wembley Stadium. or it would have been in, you know, it would have been
1: AT&T.
0: The, it, it would have been in one of the arenas in, um, you know, in it would UK. have been in the uh,
1: and they would have built in a T whole... stadium in uh, in, in exactly. Texas,
0: but Eddie Hearn would have built a whole pay per view around that and charged us 20 quid a pop to watch it. Yeah, that I would was have awesome. paid it too. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. But um, so what I'd like to see Josh Taylor do because I know he's sort of going to take a bit of a break now, gather himself, see what see what he wants to do next. If I'm him, I I, I want to move up to Welverweight, I think um because there's a bit of a there's a bit of a sort of a monopoly of it way well, that you've got Terence Crawford and the Errol Spence juniors in there um I think there needs a bit of a shake-up in that division
1: you've still got Manny Pacquiao in there at number four you, you know? know for me James um I would like to uh although he is the undisputed champion Devin Haney um give on to Davis Tiafimo Lopez um you know, these sorts of guys uh, are around as well, even at catchweight fights. Um, I would be really considering looking for lucrative deals and capitalise on the position that you're in now because it only takes one defeat. You don't know, was there a rematch with Gonzalez? If there is, let's be honest, taking out the two knockdowns, it's razor close. And with his oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. paper-thin yeah, yeah. promotional backup, it looks like it would again be in the US. And, you know, according to those judges' scorecards, without those knockdowns, he wouldn't have won the fight but that being said he won the fight so i would be one if i was josh taylor right now which i'm not um i would be looking at my promotional situation with urgency with uh with a view to really lining my pockets
0: i think there's a couple of potential uh domestic fights which josh taylor could have as well which could hopefully bring him a bit, bit more to the uk attention so you've got jack Cattrell uh uh in that division at 26 now and there's also Lewis Ritson, who's uh, ranked number two the in, the, in the WBA as well. So there, I, I, if I'm him, I'd be looking at a potential domestic fight, maybe fighting at Hamden. Um, I've heard him say he'd like to fight at uh, Easter Road as well, a uh, big Hibs fan. Um, so I think maybe if I'm him, do some domestic fights, fight fight some of the UK challenges and, and give yourself a bit more recognition in your own country.
1: Yeah, I think he should uh, just before we bring David straight back in, um I, I think for me it's the Ritson fight. Ritson mm. massive in Newcastle. Um massive fan base there. He would then be propelled onto the Dzone stage and also the Sky Sports Arena. But what's left of that deal? It would be a then you know, it'd be in the glare of matchroom. room and, and even then it would be, you know, highly then more propelled. I think he's gone wrong where he was with the McGuigan uh, management team early on in his career, and he seems to have broke off from that. So look, for all we know, in terms of the negotiations, he may have done a Mayweather, he he may have done an Amir Khan recently and took all the money himself. I mean, in in that way, then fair enough. But you know, I think promotionally, he needs to be uh, he, he needs to be more out there. You you could have a, a thing here where you had that Cuban boxer. Um, who was, uh, I can't remember his name now, he was a Cuban boxer. He was highly avoided by just about everyone. Um, I'll find out his name for us in a moment. And he was one of the world's best boxers, Olympic gold medalists on several occasions. Everybody avoided him like the plague because he was difficult to box, but he didn't have the promotional backup either. And it was such a shame. But uh, yeah, for me, Josh Taylor just needs to sort out the promotional side of things and cash in because he deserves it.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Dave, what are you saying?
1: Um
2: well, the other interesting news this week is uh, Manny Pacquiao mm. is going to fight Earl Spencer. Yeah. And uh, everyone's going on about it and I don't understand how people are not um obviously this is my opinion and not your podcast's opinion, <laughs> but this guy is juiced. How is a 42-year-old <laughs> got this pacquiao is juiced he's got juice (laughs) he's juicing He is juicing (laughs) like arnie was in the gym you are not not 42 years old after 62 fights fighting an undefeated 27-0 fighter and not beyond juice
0: no i'll tell you what i'll tell you what, what what's powering pacquiao pacquiao is being powered by the Jeez. entire the entire nation of the Philippines, uh, every every single person in the Philippines stops dead in the tracks and and gives all their energy directly to Manny Pacquiao for every fight.
1: He's <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, he did not. This is the thing, right? Do you remember when they were trying to make him versus Mayweather? Right, right in the beginning, it didn't happen for a few years. Yeah, after, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he didn't want to do the blood tests because he knew. He was juicing. And he still, from what I gather, doesn't do many blood many tests. He doesn't get tested. He doesn't need to. He's a he's, national hero. He's juicing. He's juicing. <laughs> um, I, I agree. I agree.
1: <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um, <laughs> he's my, mate with a... I
2: mean, he's beat some unbelievable people where they were like, oh, no, he's not going to win this. And he comes back at, like, 41 and beats. He's,
1: he's juiced. Carry on, James. Um, they said. They said. they No, I, I agree with you. I think he is juicing. I think he's an unbelievable talent. There's no doubt about that. Oh no, he is brilliant. So, you know, you don't go from like straw weight, um, all the <laughs> way up to like middleweight, um, and not how people <laughs> up there. I mean, Floyd Mayweather said earlier on, um, when when it all started, started kicking off around 2007, 2008, um, this guy's juicing, and I'm telling you, he's juicing. You you don't start knocking out. Bantam weights and making your way up through five, six, seven, eight different weight classes up to light middleweight. And he's knocking out, he's knocking them out. And look, there's no doubt that, that he is a world-class talent. He, he has. But, you know, Tyson Fury says it best. You know, a very, very good young man will always beat a very, very, very old man. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and a very good old man. And, and I think as far as I'm concerned, there's absolutely no way that this guy uh, beats Errol Spence. If he but beats Errol he Spence... But you, then I then I believe that, uh, you know, the reason why the fight with Mayweather was very difficult to make in the first place is because of the drug testing, um, the drug testing element. Uh, there was a lot of issue around that. The WBC, in fact, actually enrolled in the WBC drug testing program, which, interestingly enough, Anthony Joshua, Joshua withdrew from um, in 2015, 2016. Um, think of that as you will. I'm not saying for an instance that no, he, that he no. does choose or anything, but I'm just saying uh, Amir Khan, for instance, was in and out of it. Um, but Pacquiao didn't sign up for that. Um, I think he did eventually sign up for it. But what I will say is this, is you can't go physically as a human being knocking out straw weights, fly weights, bantam weights, light middle weights, uh, up, to, up to light middle weights. And especially against an Oscar De La Hoya Although I agreed he was a tired, old, ageing Oscar De La Hoya, still, this guy a couple of years previous had gone 12 rounds with Floyd Mayweather and had him on the ropes. Um, As as far as I'm concerned, I think Manny Pacquiao was, uh, at best, uh, a welterweight, his biggest in my opinion, and a bloody good one at that just look at what he did to uh Ricky Hatton um he, he absolutely demolished him but then again he had his cracking fights with uh was it Morales too um you know he had some wonderful fights there he was viciously knocked out i remember um in in one of those fights against the against uh, his, the mexican but, but as far as I'm concerned, I think he should really be focusing more on politics um, rather retiring. than focusing on... Uh, yeah, retiring. You know, he's a future Hall of Famer. There's no two ways about it. Errol Spence Jr. has done uh, remarkably well to come back from a serious, serious, serious car crash uh, a couple of years ago. Um, it, it's a miracle he survived, yet alone to come back and defend his belt. But he did beat Thurman. Um, the forgotten man of the of the WBA world, if you were Keith Thurman, Showtime or whatever he was called, um, he 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 beat him and he beat him convincingly well as well. So look, if he's not juicing, do um, you know what you, you you're looking at greatness. If he is juicing, don't ruin your legacy because you are one of the greatest pound for pound uh, yeah, boxers but... of uh, certainly our generation. It's a win win for really Pacquiao because if he loses. Yeah.
2: They'll go, do you know what? It's time to retire. I've had a great time. This is it. Goodbye. And if he wins, I hope everyone's saying, Right, can I get some of your blood, please? Because you clearly are 42 <laughs> years old. And people, if you go on Facebook, people are not they are saying Pacquiao's gonna win this. I mean, I don't think realistically he should he should win it because I would bet, as James said, uh the younger man wins. You know, I would say but... two
1: years ago, two years ago, Errol Spence would easily beat Manny Pacquiao. But what we don't know yet is just how much, for instance, that car crash has yeah. maybe taken out of him. But look, I mean, he may have, uh, by the grace of God, if there is one, uh, managed to come back and, uh, you know, do do well for himself and, and fair play for him. Because let's be honest, apart from the little wobble in the seventh at uh, Bramwell Lane against Cal Brook, um, he come back and uh, stop Calbrook conclusively and in devastating fashion. Uh, Errol Spence Jr., um, in many people's eyes, just hasn't had the opportunity to get those unification, unification bouts that he deserves. And I think uh, uh, a fully primed and peak Errol Spence Jr. beats a lot of people. And I uh, would be an outside bet for me to be on the pound-for-pound pound 10 boxers list.
0: Well, there's two things you can guarantee from me. And I and these are the hills I will die on. One is that I don't like Saudi Arabia, and two is that I love the Pac Man. So anyway, what we'll finish up <laughs> with, boys, <laughs> what we will finish up with, there Prediction? is another fight. There is another fight on Saturday, which we will finish on, and we'll briefly talk about. And you obviously know what I'm going to say, David, <laughs> and that is mm. the the epic encounter between Floyd Money Mayweather. And Logan the mouth pull. Oh god. Is it even worth talking about? Oh
2: well, you should. It's gonna be probably one of the top five pay per views of this year Of all time.
0: Probably one of the mine well, but yeah, possibly, yeah. Could possibly be. Who's it promoted by? Is it Triller? I'm not I've got no idea. I've got no idea. i'm I, it's on uh, Sky. Box it's office. on Sky. It is on yeah, Sky. The UK. Well, I'm not paying for
1: that. I'm not paying for that. I think I'm they, they the 16
0: 99 Yeah, I, I'm
1: not paying for that. Floyd Mayweather's very coy, very clever. Um, if he wants to, he could do like he did in Japan and just knock the other guy out. Um, if it was me and I was Floyd Mayweather, I would embarrass him for three rounds without uh, allowing him a punch on me. Um, I would jab his head off and I would embarrass him and pose around the ring and start dancing around the ring. And then in the fourth, put my foot down and knock the guy clean out and send him to the dustbin of history. Um, or you could go in there and just knock him out round one and just say, Piece of piss, mate, what are you doing? Yeah, I think but the could one have- for me. I- I want him out of there. I, 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 want, I want those Logan Pauls, uh, as far as I'm concerned, I think they're an absolute disgrace to the game. I think they're belittling the boxing world. For Jake Paul to parade around the WBC Amateur Championship belt and say it's legitimate is an absolute <laughs> kick in the teeth to all those boxers out there. I think the way uh, you know he's fighting Tyrone Woodley, and yeah. Tyrone Woodley is not to be sniffed at, but let's be brutally honest with you. Who's to say there isn't something written in that contract? I'd like to see Jake Paul get his ass handed to him by Tommy Fury in. Uh, in, in Yeah, but he hasn't. He, well, I don't, I don't know. know.
0: I, I I think you've got Logan like a Paul's
1: seven. huge, by the way. Logan Paul is. Oh, yeah. Built. These guys, these
0: guys. All, these, guys are, these guys have got some major, major following. But what I will say on, on the Pauls is um, Jake Paul's a complete wanker but logan is i think of the two he's the more grounded he's the more um possibly possibly the more um sensible or more realistic up to two i don't i know it's not saying i think he
1: might it. have learned his lessons because if you would have asked me that question four years ago i'd have turned around and said due to the events in the suicide forest in the far east mm, um, yeah you know do, do your research yeah. into that as far as i'm concerned yeah. well grounded and respectful uh, more about high times and buzzed uh, would <laughs> be my assessment of this guy yeah. uh, but as far as i'm concerned look he's big He's really big. Um, He's big at the weight, and he could cause a problem for Floyd. If he catches Floyd, I do not think Floyd Mayweather would sign up for anything like this or allow himself to be beaten. Believe it or not, apart from money, which we all know he's highly interested in, he's also very much interested in his record. Oh, yeah. I I, um,
2: I, I honestly, I just hope they've got, you know, like Justin Bieber singing. Justin (laughs) Bieber singing or something, because I think it's a really... Like for us, I mean, imagine the Americans pay a lot of money for their pay-per-views. Yeah. Um, and it's, I just think it's a complete farce of a fight. I think, I, I mean, think Snoop Paul's not even won a fight. He's no, got he one hasn't. fight and he lost. Uh, and no, he's he had fought two tw- fights. Yeah, 4KSI twice. He lost
0: twice. Oh, so he lost twice. I think twice. that What I think. Oh, but one once was
2: professional.
0: Amateur. Yeah, once was yeah one was amateur,
2: one was professional.
0: Yeah, but Snoop what Dogg I've, is on commentary, which is always going to be entertaining um it does make a little bit of a mockery of of the game but at the same time Oof. boxing's entertainment it's entertaining it's getting people talking we're talking about it now uh the, the paul brothers yeah they're they're just massive piss boilers and they're they're boiling they'll boil enough piss to sell to sell pay-per-views
2: kids are gonna buy it, aren't they so
0: exactly and i think you know it's the modern world isn't it, it's the modern world so good luck to them you know at the end of the day they, they they've 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 made a a silk purse out of a pig's ear, really, because they're not proper boxers, and these in there were Mayweather, so fair play.
1: Well, Jake Um, Paul and Logan Paul could go to the toilet to do a poo, and by the time (laughs) that they've done the first initial fart, they would have (laughs) quadrupled our subscribers.
2: (laughs) Exactly, exactly.
0: True. But uh, just just in case that they are listening as well, uh, Logan Paul or Jake Paul, James Harrison is available for fights. Um, he will get his license if needed from the Luxembourg Boxing Association, like David Hay had to do once, and he will fight yeah he'll fight and we'll yeah it may that, not be uh,
1: anybody it may not be anybody who looks like me that turns up <laughs> uh, but but uh, but, uh, but it will be me as far as i 'm concerned you even in a straight media press battle i 'd uh, love to pick my wit, shall we say against you in the juggernaut of the hurricane of life, and I believe i can uh Take you out, you know. You spend more time in the air than a gazebo in a hurricane, which was most famously stated last week.
0: (laughs) So, on that bombshell, on that
1: bombshell,
0: we'll leave it there. But again, it's been interesting, wild, wild opinions, (laughs) ranging from the sublime to the ridiculous to the bang on to to the to the quite remarkable, David. As always, it's a pleasure to have you on the TTM Sports Show.
2: Thank you for having
0: me, guys. James, uh, uh, again, always a pleasure being alongside you. (laughs) <laughs> and... yeah no
1: thank you very much yeah 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 absolutely um, available across all uh, podcasting platforms available on YouTube um, TCM sports show going out once a week minimum we delve into the rich history of football we have a radio show on 96.6 through FM that's UK FM and we also are on every social media platform that God has made if there was one
0: that's right that's right so we are everywhere And hopefully you can be everywhere with us too. So, my name is James. And my name is James alongside...
2: David Hancock.
0: And we will see you again very soon.